Welcome to Stutzcast on a blustery Saturday, the 29th of January, 2022. It is uh, 7.59 a.m. And uh, it's not quite light yet. So uh, the sun's on its way up. I can see it. I can see it's coming. But uh, at the moment, it's quite dark. And uh, windy, as I just said. I don't know if you're picking that up because uh, I do have the muffler mic on. I seem to use that all the time now, whether it's windy or not. Um, so hopefully, you're not getting too much buffeting and battering on the mic. But uh, thank you for coming with us this morning. Um, we're going to have a very interesting walk, I think. Hopefully, you'll think so. Um, because it's a little darker, a little earlier than it usually is. Maybe we'll see something that we wouldn't normally see if we come out a little later. So, here we go. street lights, street lamps that light up our village just went off which must mean they're either light sensitive or they're on a timer because the sun is definitely on its way up and uh, what I can see now because there's just a touch more light than there was is that the sky above me is cloudless and the forecast did say that that's on Friday, the weather's going to improve. So, so far so good. It looks like it uh, might be, although it's a little early to say. What I can see is a, uh, a, a, a very sort of crescent moon, a banana-shaped moon. Looks just like the logo for the Kindle in an app. <laughs> I imagine there's some kid sitting up there reading a book using the moon as the, his chair and backrest. <laughs> Gosh, it's awfully quiet. You can probably tell I'm talking quietly. <clears throat> I often feel this way when I come out on a Saturday morning before the uh, most motorcyclists come out in their gangs taking their trips to Rhonda. There's really no noise at all. The huge crane that uh, towers above the whole village is sitting idle like a like a giant dinosaur at rest with the the chain that uh, it uses to pick everything up just dangling in the wind unladen and uh, actually what, what's I mentioned this I think last podcast what's funny is you go around certain 
corners and certain sides of the mountain and there really isn't wind. And then you go around another corner and there's really very strong wind. So right now, there is no wind. <sighs> yeah, the sky, well, hard to tell if it's blue because it's still not quite enough light, but I think blue is the color of the sky. We've had our fair share, haven't we, Runes? We've had our fair share of rain. So, and cold, actually. So we're, we're quite looking forward to a little bit, bit of uh, the more traditional Andalusian weather. You know, you, you might think walking around this village this time in the morning, it's deserted. There's no one living here. <laughs> What's that village in Wales called? The coloured houses, I forgot the name of it. You might think it's just one of those. It's just sort of like a like a front, but not a real village. <laughs> but that would be wrong, wouldn't it, Ruth? <clears throat> I wonder if uh, the dogs are up as we approach the house that they stand at the gate. Lenny and Arcee. Let's see, I've still got Rooney on his leash. No, they're not there. Oh, yes, he is. Yes, he is. Hello, Lenny. Good <coughs> <Hey>, morning. <laughs> but not Arcee. Unfortunately, isn't it? Arcee. Um, but Arcee's the little crazy white pug. He's not there as often as he used to be. I think he stays in. Perhaps he's getting old. Well, it's the weekend again, and uh, I, I feel looking forward to it. We're doing some things, well, anything. Um, but I feel, don't know why, I feel a little bit melancholy today. I, I had dreams. I am getting plagued by dreams, detailed dreams. It takes me, you know, a few hours to forget. <laughs> it must be sort of symptomatic of something on my mind. I don't know. But uh, there's one recurring one which I have. Okay, I'm going to let you off here. Not quite at the top, but I think we're close enough. Wait, wait. There you go. Off you go. <laughs> nice, it once it gets off. Yeah, there's one recurring dream. They have. Psych psychiatrist would probably pull me apart and tell me, you know, I'm damaged. But uh, I have it frequently. It, it, it's that I'm about to take my final exams at university, and I don't think I've studied enough. And I'm sort of panicking because I'm thinking I haven't done the work, I haven't done enough work. I'm not going to pass. I'm not going to pass. And this this latest one, I was at Royal Holloway College, and I was walking down to the exam room, and uh, the exam started at 11 a.m. And I was thinking, God, you know, I hope I've done enough work. 
It was for a physics exam, which is strange because I didn't do physics. <laughs> I did English literature. <laughs> but in my dream, I was taking a physics, physics exam. And uh, I got to the classroom where the exam was due to start at 11 o'clock. It was half an hour early. And uh, I thought, well, I better just go online and, and look at some sample questions. <laughs> And uh, I couldn't get my screen, my phone, to get online. And so I thought, well, oh God, I thought, I, I've got to pick up the paper. And the paper's back in the other building. So I had to go back to the main building. And then I, by the time I picked it up, I had to go back to the room where the exam was being taken. It was already 11 o'clock. And I thought, oh my God, I'm going to be late. So I thought, well, I, I, instead of walking, I'll just fly there. Because for some reason, <laughs> I, I could fly. So, and, and at that point, Maya was with me, but it was like an eight-year-old Maya. My little baby was with me, and I said, come on, Maya, we'll fly, we'll fly there. She said, you can fly there? I said, yeah, I'll carry you. And, I, and I, then I went up to the top of the stairs to leap off to fly down. So I thought, well, wait a minute, I'm not sure if I can fly if I'm carrying Maya. And I don't want to crash with her. And then I woke up. <laughs> so there you have it. <laughs> the, the dreams of trouble, troubled mind. Do you ever have a dream like that? Or, or something similar? <laughs> it must be stress, underlying stress or something. <sighs> I have it quite frequently. And the other one I have very frequently is uh, a, a dream that I'm with like an eight-year-old Tommy, a little small Tommy. He's our 27-year-old son. <laughs> and every time I have that dream, I think, but Tommy, you're, you're young. You're not, you're not old. I thought you were old and now I see that you're not. You're still little Tommy. And then I think, in my dream, I think, but, but I know that you've grown up, so how can you be so young? And I, then I think in my dream, this must be a dream. <laughs> Surreal. Oh God, can you hear? There's a dog in the far distance barking loud. I hope he's not on a walk, Rich. Sounds like a big one. Yeah. Well. <coughs> sorry. Um, you know, there's something very disturbing I find about it. A dog bark. They say that there's you know, a few noises that the human being cannot tolerate. One is a dog barking incessantly, and the other is a baby crying. <laughs> we must be wired to have to hit, you know, pay attention when that happens because dog barking probably when we were living in, you know, prehistoric times was probably a sign that there was danger around. And a baby crying obviously <laughs> means it needs to be fed or cleaned or something. So maybe I'm still a bit backward when it comes to noises. <laughs> oh, be quiet. Can you hear it? It's miles away. It's on the other side of the valley. <clears throat> I'm sure all the owners of the gigantic houses on that side of the valley are all sort of turning over in their giant beds. They say, I say, darling, can you hear that dog barking? <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> Whatever accents they have, probably more like Russian. I, I'm not sure. 
<laughs> no, I can't do a Russian accent today. Should be able to. Should be able to because I was watching last night. This <clears throat> probably what I had a dream about physics. Last night, I decided that I was going to look at the other TV channels beyond BBC because I wanted to get some other perspective on the Ukraine. So, oh, thanks, Rooney. Rooney, he's just kicking up mud right into my face. Thanks, Rooney. Ah, uh, does that, Rooney. You know, it's like he's wiping his feet. He kicked mud behind him, which goes fine. This time into me, mister. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. Um, <clears throat> yes, so the Ukraine. Uh, I have discussed the Ukraine a couple of weeks ago. You know, when, well, certainly the BBC wasn't really covering it. Now, they're doing nothing but. <clears throat> but the perspective you're getting is entirely, it's all Russia's fault. You know, well, <laughs> is it? As I said in my podcast on Ukraine, well, they're, they're, they have a point of view. Well, I won't go over that again because I've already covered it. But um, So I thought, well, I'm going to have a look at... Um, you know, RT, Russian television, I'm going to have a look at Al Jazeera, I'm going to have a look at these these TV channels that are run by the other sides. See what their actual take on it is. And, uh, well, RT, <laughs> we talk about a propaganda ch- channel, I mean, it really is ridiculous. But, you know, th- their view is, oh my God, look how America's provoking war in the Ukraine. They're sending tons and tons of lethal weapons, they're trying to provoke Russia into a response. Um, it's all part of their massive expansion eastwards. And, uh, you know, even Ukraine is saying to America, you've got to s- stop bigging up this, this argument. Uh, you're going to cause trouble. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a point of view. I mean, we all know it's propaganda. Oh, it's getting light now. Hello, little boy. <laughs> I think I know what you've been up to do. <laughs> he always comes running out with a smile on his face while she's in his business. Good boy. Yeah, so... so uh, and it's amazing um, who they get. Alex Salmon, you know, the, 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 the former head of the Scottish Parliament, has, has a channel on RT, Russian television. <laughs> I mean, a programme. I didn't know that. I mean, a little bit of Lord Haw Haw going on there, isn't there? Or something. <laughs> but you got you should watch it because, you know, it presents the, the other side of, of, of the argument. And, and what they also say is how... <laughs> how... Uh, how coloured... Western media is and, and how fa- falsely they report things um, and, and how they uh, have been banning books that are viewed to be subversive in America and all this uh, actually true <laughs> it makes you think it does make you think then I watched Al Jazeera <laughs> really fascinating that they're also taking the, the sort of anti-American Western view um, but not quite so fiercely. Um, so that was that was all, you know, good because 
if you get spoon-fed the news by outlets that uh, have an agenda which is so clear, you end up believing it. It's a, it's a bit, bit like social media and the echo chambers, you know. You, you start to, well, even, even in the West, you look at CNN and you look at Fox, especially when Trump was president. And again, same thing. It's like two sides rabidly trying to get you to hate the other side. <clears throat> it's terrible. <laughs> Enough on that. But, but what I was going to say, you know, the point I was going to make, it's not a political point. It's a point about about quality of programming. Now, I watched a whole program called, what's it called, Sophia's, Sophia's Interviews or something like that. There's a, there's a Russian girl who's got a TV program where she interviews famous people. And she was interviewing a nuclear physicist who had won the Nobel uh, Prize for physics. And he was talking about particle physics, dark matter, and the universe, and, and quantum mechanics. <laughs> A little off-putting, you might think, well, that's the sort of stuff that I like, you know. And I was thinking, this guy, you know, and they were talking in English. He, he was very comfortable with English, an old codger, <laughs> a scruffy old guy, sort of balding. I noticed he had a, like, a bruise on top of his head. Poor guy, he's probably clonked himself. <laughs> and, uh, but... You know, you, to listen to him, it's just like listening to pure logic. And uh, it, it's a joy. I, I enjoy listening to things like that. And uh, <clears throat> I won't attempt to, to describe or, or explain <clears throat> his subject matter because it's a little deep. Although it was funny at one point because, you know, he was talking about, you know, is the universe finite? All, all that kind of stuff. <clears throat> and uh, he, in all seriousness, when the interviewer looked, what was that? That was an interesting part. When the interviewer asked him a question, Sophie asked him a question, he looked at it in all seriousness and said, I can't tell God what to do. <laughs> in any other program, you would have collapsed in laughter if he said that. But he was, no, he was being deadly serious. I can't tell God what to do. <laughs> They'd reached that level of, of, of development, you know, where you know, science has to, at some point, pass itself up <clears throat> to a, you know, a greater uh, power, because no longer can science explain. Um, you can get down to the level of particle physics and quantum mechanics and all that, but beyond that, what happens, and, or, or, or why does it happen? <clears throat> and uh, it, it's pretty interesting stuff. Runes, we're going to go back. Runes, we're going to go back this way. Ruru, come on, this way. <laughs> anyway, this this girl, I I thought very interesting because she had a she had a point, she had a perspective. She said, she, she, I mean, she's a very beautiful girl. She's your typical Russian, <laughs> you know. Um, rather, rather kind of severe face, but, uh, but and obviously extremely smart. But she said to this guy, um, she said, when I was growing up, when Russia was you know, the, the former Soviet Union, 
She said everything was about cosmology. He said, and as a little girl, I had two dreams. Either I was going to become a ballerina or I was going to become a cosmologist and an astronaut and go into space. <laughs> and I, I remember those times. You know, from the other point, you know, the Western point of view, but I remember. And she said that everybody and everything was about you know, the advancement of science or the advancement of culture. <clears throat> and she said, now, now, she said, it's all about my smartphone and, and the internet and, and, and that sort of race to, to you know, to the, to the cosmos is over, it seems. And she said, do you think, you know, what did she say? She was asking basically, are we ever going to set foot on? And this, she, she said, I sort of forget which, which uh, universe she was talking about, but, but he said, well, no. He said, because that's impossible because, you know, it's going to take us thousands, if not millions of years <clears throat> to reach that planet because it's so far away. And so that's not going to be possible. In, in, in our lifetimes, he said, but <clears throat> in the sort of relative... Uh, to, you know, to, to, to the age of the, you know, the, the, the universe. Yes, it could be another million years. But in a million years, yes, we probably will be able to set foot on, on these faraway planets. Because it's actually quite a short amount of time, a million years, in the, you know, in, in the development of, 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 of the planet. One million years is, is nothing. He said, it's, it's really, you know, it's quite conceivable. <laughs> she said, what about the quantum computer? I mean, we heard that that was going just around the corner, and yet it's still not here. And uh, what, what, what is so great about you know, the quantum computer? <clears throat> and he said, well, the quantum computer will be able to solve, and is able to solve, very, very, very difficult questions. <laughs> and she said, like what? <laughs> and he said, well... <clears throat> Code breaking, for instance. <laughs> the quantum computer will be able to solve that in a matter of sort of parts, parts you know, a second. <laughs> and uh, she said, well, how far away is the quantum computer? And uh, he said, well, decades, maybe, maybe two decades. So you know, that actually gave me some some perspective, because I thought the quantum computer was just around the corner. But no, it's quite a way off. No, I, I think there are already, you know, versions of quantum computers performing certain tasks. But, you know, he was saying, well, the, the old-fashioned computer for the time being is perfectly adequate for, for, for what we need. <laughs> so there you have it. There you have just spending an hour or two watching... What aren't your traditional TV channels? Yeah, you get a different perspective on what's going on in the world, but also you get programming that would never get shown. I doubt that in this sort of capitalist uh, era or capitalist media where you've either got to justify your TV license if you're the BBC or you've got to, you've got to make a profit via your advertisers. <laughs> 
and everything is so thrill-seeking and and shallow. Oh, I'm, I'm being too much of a generalist here, not everything, but uh, the, the current is predominantly, I would say, shallow and thrill-seeking, as opposed to thought-provoking, really thought-provoking, which uh, was that uh, program d- did provoke a lot of thought in me, probably to the extent that I had dreams that I was going to take a physics exam. <laughs> it's strange, isn't it? Very strange. That dog is still barking. I don't know if you're picking it up on, on the mic, because it's, it's quite a way away, but, you know, I can certainly hear it. Yeah, so now it, it is light. The sun has come up. <clears throat> And uh, while the sky above me, directly above me, is blue, but to my right, which is basically further inland, quite a lot of thinnish cloud. So I don't know. Temperature feels a bit warmer. I think it's going to be a nice weekend. So, of my New Year's resolutions, you might remember if you're listening to one of my early resolution, early podcast in the year about my New Year's resolutions, I had two. One was to lose weight, the other was to learn to speak proper Spanish. Well, losing weight, Covid took care of that. Oh dear me, that dog. Covid, you know, helped me out on that one. So uh, yeah, I did lose weight. I'm actually probably putting it back on there, I haven't weighed myself for a while. But uh, the other one, I, I had to sort of put on hold because I had COVID. So obviously I couldn't go to any classes. But once I was free of COVID, I went down to the physical language school, not an online class, physical language school in San Pedro and uh, signed myself up for a 10-hour course with a personal tutor. Because they assessed me and they said, okay, first of all, let's, let's see what level you're at. And Christina, too, we were both down there. And uh, it's a little bit intimidating because he says, okay, and he asks you questions. And you know, he's not interested in the answer. He's interested in how you speak Spanish. Um, so anyway, he assessed me as a, like a B plus. <laughs> Apparently it goes A, A plus, B, B plus, C, C plus. So C plus is completely fluent. Um, so anyway, so, but, but he, I told him that, you know, that I dramatically struggle and uh, tenses and that sort of stuff. So, okay, well, he said, you need to go to a private tutor because classes are going to be not right for you. And then he says, Christina said, you should go to a class. So she signed up and started with a class. And I have had my first week, Tuesday and Friday, a one-hour session on Tuesday and a two-hour session on Friday. That was yesterday was Ruth, sounds English, isn't she, but she's not, she's Barcelona, and uh, so it, it, it's quite a brain ache, because we don't speak any English, she just talks to me, like, for two hours yesterday, in, in pure Spanish, you know, and I'm doing tenses, and, I <laughs> and of course, Spanish is complicated, because it has four past tenses, which we don't really use to the same extent. You know, so first of all, you've got to try and figure out how, how, how and why they would use a, a different past tense. You know, the preterite 
infinite and the preterite imperfect. These tenses are, for us, complicated in concept because we don't really have them. So, you know, <laughs> I, I, I studied and I was asking, no, she gave me a phrase which, no lo sabía, which, which I didn't know that. Um, but you could say it in a different tense. Um, you could say, I hadn't known that, uh, or I didn't know that, or I was not knowing that. <laughs> she, way she was still explaining it to me, I was not knowing that, meaning, it, that, you know, it's not a sort of definite finish point in time. Well, I had not known that is a definite finish point in time. <laughs> oh, I see. So, so I've got to get familiar with all that sort of stuff. But it's good because it's, God, it's making my brain work. <laughs> Two hours of solid Spanish in one go, you know. And it's not like two hours where I can listen, because that's easy for, for me. It's easier to listen to Spanish, because I can figure it out. I may not know precisely what tenses they're using or whatever, but I can always get the gist. Whereas if it's two hours of me having to talk Spanish, that's a, that's a brain ache, because you're going to think hard. And then you start to get sort of trip yourself up because you're really thinking I've got to say this right not just I've got to get my point across and that's, that is the point I can get my point across pretty pretty much on most topics most of the time but I'm making a mess of what I'm saying grammatically probably so I'm working on it and you know I, I like it <laughs> and when I've mentioned it you know a couple of people that live around here English speakers and English people you know they say why <laughs> and I say well because we live here in Spain Spanish is the language and they have this rather sort of uh, imperialist type attitude that uh, well everybody speaks English <laughs> why would you want to learn Spanish they, they all speak English that, you know, the, the, the collective <laughs> underclass. I, I hate that. You know, no, we are the underclass. We have to learn to speak their language. We're the, we're the guests. <laughs> My view, anyway. So, so I'm learning Spanish, and I want to be good at it. And um, so is Christina. You know, she's really good, Christina. You know, she's learning it properly. I'm learning it properly. And we'll get there. Hopefully by the end of this year, I'll be a lot more confident. I, I'd say actually, that it's a bit like when you have a golf lesson. You know, you, you, you suddenly become a lot worse at golf after you've had your first few golf lessons because you all kind of brains screwed up with thinking, what did he say? How do I? Well, it's the same with language. <clears throat> You know, I probably feel less confident now because I'm now aware of my failings more acutely than I was before. So I'm going through that period where you have to unlearn all your bad habits and put them right. So yeah, I, I, I'm almost sort of struggling to speak now, which I wasn't before. But that's because I'm trying not to get it wrong. It'll be good in the long run. Come on, Ruth. Ruth, where are you?
This is all. Ruth, you going into that? Oh, there you are. Here he comes. My baby boy. <laughs> there he is. Okay. Now, another topic, which is a big one, is my daughter, Maya. Oh, you know, I am living vicariously through her. I know. And my boys. I miss my boys so much. But I've got more contact with Maya. Well, she's more commun- communicative for a start. Well, actually, Harry's pretty communicative. Tony, less so. But anyway, she has been hunting for a job because her third year of her course is a year in industry. And for that year, she has to get placed. She has to get offered a job. And it's for a year, it's a proper job. This is not, you know, like, oh, you two weeks. No, this is for a year and you have to be paid. So uh, she has been applying. Now, when she came over for her break over Christmas, she's a little down, I could tell. She's a little down because she'd made some applications and they're all being rejected. Hello, Lenny, again. Whoa, whoa. Hello, good boy. That's Lenny. This is unfair, isn't it, Rose? Because you're free as a bird wandering around and he's stuck behind his gate. <laughs> yeah, so, um, she's a little down. And she had a few rejections and she said, I'm never going to get a job. But I said, no, well, I know how that feels. I do know how that feels, actually. Painful personal experience. I'm on the reject pile, I think. But we'll come back to that. Um, but anyway, I said, no, 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 don't get down. It's just a question of being extremely uh, tenacious and persevering. And also doing your work. You've got, to, you've got to do your research. Find out which companies you want to join and why. And, and find out as much as you can about those companies and their recruitment process. So we sat down and we did quite a bit of, you know, work on this. <clears throat> And, and, you know, the companies that she had been applying for, you know, your traditional software companies. Of course, she's doing computer science, so that made sense. But, you know, you've done many other companies. And she stumbled across, you know, some bigger ones. Well, Morgan Stanley, actually, she had been applying to beforehand. Now, very strangely, Morgan Stanley had, had sent her a rejection letter. And, and for some reason, out of the blue, called her. <clears throat> and said, sorry about that, we, we, we actually do want you to come in. Not come in, but online. <clears throat> come into our assessment centre and do an assessment. There's like a three-hour, you know, punishing schedule. <coughs> so she did that. And that resulted, after you know, a lot of preparation, but that resulted in being offered a place on that three-day internship in London which all pretty much results in a placement. Now, their placements are for 2023. And Maya said, well, thank you. It's fantastic. But my, my year in industry is 2022 into 23. So it starts this summer. And they sort of didn't seem to balk at that. They said, OK, we can sort that out. Which is really good news. And that week, she this was last week, um, so she'd had a three three three-hour interviews, one with Morgan Stanley, 
one with Accenture and one with JP Morgan. Now these are pretty classy companies. Um, <clears throat> and Accenture was an interesting one because we sort of, she stumbled across Accenture. Um, she said, I, I'm kind of interested in what they do. <clears throat> and they are a fascinating company. They had their best year ever last year, which tells you how adaptable they are. Um, anyway, so, so, you know, she prepared and prepared and prepared. She had to make a technical presentation on a, on, on, on a technology and apply it to an industry and, uh, you know, good stuff. And uh, anyway, she got accepted, as I said, by Morgan Stanley. She got a rejection from JP Morgan. And then last night, as we were in last night, she got an acceptance from Accenture. Oh my God, the excitement. Well, when I say acceptance, acceptance to the next stage. So now there's a technical, and this was a three, three hour interview process. <clears throat> but now she's got a technical interview. Gulp. <laughs> so she's gonna get through that. So it's funny, she wrote to her um, tutor or holiday college and one of her tutors anyway, he wrote back she said you know how should I prepare and he said no, no real preparation I can sort of tell you about except know your algorithms <laughs> and that kind of stuff like well thanks and so uh, Christine suggested she wrote to her computer science teacher at high school Dr Morgan who's a case from that case her character and within you know, half an hour writing to him, if you look back with a detailed breakdown of what she should study, how she should study, where she should go on the internet to find. What a good guy. What a good guy. But you know, this is, this is what I mean. You do your background research and you do the work. It's a bit like Arnold Palmer. Is it Arnold Palmer the golfer? One of the golfers. People used to say, you're a really lucky golfer, aren't you? You know, you always get the lucky shots. And he said, yeah. I am, and it's funny because the more I practice, the luckier I get. <laughs> so you get the moral there. Um, anyway, it, it, so far so good. So she come from being a little bit down to, oh my God, <laughs> you know, I gotta get through this process. And she, she is tenacious, you know, very thorough, very driven. I'm so proud of her. She's an angel. Look, you hear that? Dove or pigeon overhead. Oh, it's quite a nice day now. Yeah, so, so, oh, there they are. Oh, look, there's two of them playing with each other. Hello. Yeah, they're doves. Hello, they're, they're uh, what do they call them? The, um, they've got a sort of, you you hear that call? It sounds like a lament, um, and their, their name is because of that. I've got I forgot what it is. Look, come back. So, yeah, big news, big week as far as uh, Myers' um, placement or year in the industry is concerned. So, you know, fingers crossed. It all looking beginning to look a bit more positive than it was when she came over here for a Christmas holiday. <coughs> and 
Hear that blackbird? <laughs> Hear that? Um, and, and a good thing is, you know, without sort of jumping the gun, but the good thing is that if you do get a uh, placement, you spend a year with these companies, the likelihood is that when you finish your course and, cut and, and, and hit the job market, then they're going to look much more favourably on your application if you've done a year with them already. So, you know, so to start your career, working career with a, these companies like Morgan Stanley or Accenture, oh God, that would, would just be phenomenal. What a break. <clears throat> but we mustn't count our chickens. Runes, where are you? Don't, ah, I see ya. Any mistake, I haven't got him on his leash and we're back in the village. Because he's hanging around the trays of cat food. Yeah, <laughs> caught you out, didn't I, Runes? Hello, good boy. <laughs> good boy. Tail's wagging. You had a nice walk. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait. Oh, I can't get this on you. There we are. Yeah. Um. So that is, uh, that is that situation. So, yeah, I've been telling you a lot of my personal stuff, but I, I, mean, I hope it's not irrelevant or, or boring. Um, I mean, the principles on which I, oh God, on the website. Um, <coughs> the principles on which I, <coughs> I kind of base this podcast on, you know, subjects that are of interest and, and, and talk about them together as we go for a walk so that you can relax and just listen in and <laughs> maybe be entertained by some of the funny stuff and, and uh, you know, have your thoughts <clears throat> provoked by some of the other stuff. But just, you know, the, the main thing is just to relax. Take it easy, take your mind off things. <clears throat> if you've been, you know, distressed about something or or you just need time to switch your mind off the things that have been troubling you, then that's, that's the, the principle around which I decided to do these podcasts. So I, I hope, you know, given that, that it's, it's helping, and you can always just turn, turn it off at any time and say, oh, I've had enough of that. But, but, but thank you for listening to, to this one. And I think we'll go into the closed now rooms. Okay, well, yeah, what, what I was going to mention was Stutz Expert, my sort of consulting, the, the name I use for my consulting activities. But I got a little excited because I thought that we were going to get a deal through week before last, just due to go through. And at the last minute, um, the buyers suddenly said, oh, you know, with the, the Omicron variant and the uncertainty in the world we want to put put this whole deal on pause for two months which was disastrous news rather depressing actually i felt down about it because i've worked on that for two years we were just about to go through the closing process but you know as i always say to the kids disappointment 
is something that <laughs> you, take, you should take the view that disappointment is a guest at a dinner party. And when disappointment arrives, you throw open the door and you say, disappointment, I was expecting you. Come in, take a seat. <laughs> and that's my view. Because otherwise, <laughs> you know, disappointment is going to come in in whatever. <laughs> so you may as well welcome it and treat it like you're expecting it rather than try and deny access because it's, it's going to come in. <clears throat> so yeah, I didn't get my deal through. Which is, which is sort of why, why I, I shouldn't have said I'm signed to Scrappy because I'm not. But, uh, you know, it sounds a little tough. You've got to get through these things. But anyway, today is the weekend and uh, look on the bright side. We have been invited, Christine and I, to play paddle tennis with Gavin and his wife Catherine, or Gavin's the guy that um, we met at the rugby last week, so anyway, a little friendship buddy there, but apparently they're paddle tennis players, so we, they've got spare paddles, and they've invited us to come play with them today at 3.30, so watch this space. But anyway, thank you again for listening in, it's been, been really nice talking with you and uh, we'll talk again soon <laughs>